0: Let's get started with the word of prayer and see where the Lord takes us this morning. I definitely follow the Lord. I just want to thank you for this day. Lord, I want to thank you for the opportunity to present your word. Be with us this morning and help us to understand what you're trying to tell us. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to be in Psalms 13. Now, this was one of my morning devotionals this week but i really want to spend some time looking at all the details that we missed when it came out as a morning devotional fair enough i don't know if y'all have ever seen something change in an instant i mean what's the fastest thing you've ever seen change quicker than you you can blink your eyes me and kim went to a convention one time and to start the convention off, they had what they called quick change artists. And uh, had a man and a woman on stage. And they'd go behind a screen, and he would come out dressed in a completely different outfit. She would, I mean, she changed, they changed clothes probably 30 times during the 30 minutes they were doing it. But the one that amazed me, the one that <laughs> stuck in my head, he took a bucket looked like confetti and he poured it over her head and by the time the confetti hit the floor her dress went from white to blue (laughs) i've never seen nothing like that as it was falling her dress was changing color now i don't know how they did that but in that instant she went from a white dress to a blue dress before the stuff could hit the floor. That's what I call a quick change. Would y'all you, would you agree to that? That's That's pretty quick. Well, I wanna to talk to you this morning about the quickest change and the biggest change that takes place in anybody's life, okay? Psalms 13. And we're only going to be in verse 5 and 6, so hang on. But I have trusted in thy mercy, and my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord, because he has dwelt bountifully with me. When? I don't know if y'all remember when you were saved. I'm going to go back and knock some dust off and give you some instances of what was going on. When you first heard about Jesus, and you wanted to be saved, you felt so dirty and, and so covered in sin. Um, I was five years old when it happened to me. I, I was five years old and the preacher was up there and he says, hell is hot enough to melt the bricks on the building. And I knew I didn't wanna to go to no place that hot because Texas was pretty warm. And so I tried to crawl out and my mother backhanded and said, Boy, you move one more time, I'm gonna skin you alive. I wiggled again and tried to go over my dad. He said, Son, did you hear your mama? We're gonna kill you dead on the door now if you move. So I waited till their heads returned. I got on my belly and crawled as fast as I could under the pews. And I ran up and I grabbed the preacher by the leg and I said, I want Jesus and I want him now because they're gonna kill me later. <laughs> I-, I didn't know you had to wait for an invitation. But in that moment, in that instant, is the greatest change that will ever take place. And it happens so quick and so instantly that I think sometimes we need to go back and reflect on it. We come to Jesus covered in filth and grime. We are so thick in filth and grime that we see no way of washing it off. Okay, I, I've been covered in filth and grime. I, I'll tell you, it, it takes more than a scrub brush to wash it off. I was working for a place one time and my job was to collect the chicken manure and to spread it. And I had this little machine that drove underneath the chickens. and It, it would scoop it up and I'd take it out there and I'd dump it in a trailer on a tractor. Then I'd load up on the trailer and I would take off and I'd hit the spreader and the spreader would start spinning it around. Now because it was going clockwise, the manure would start collecting on my right, my left side of my body as the sprayer sprayed. I never looked behind me. I'd get through at the end of the day and I probably had four or five inches of manure just covered my my clothes and stuff. Okay. I'd come home and Kim had me undressed outside. I don't know why. She'd hit me with a water hose and had me undressed outside and had me a change of clothes. That's the filth we're talking about. Our sin is so thick. It covers us so completely that we see no way of getting out from under the stick. We, We just don't. We have no way of getting out from under it we know we have sinned we know we have done things wrong we know that we are guilty we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are sinners here we are covered in this mire and muck and then somehow Jesus breaks through and shines a light in and, and all we know is that if I trust him, he'll show me mercy. If I come to Jesus, he'll show me mercy. We don't know how. We don't know. I mean, Kim didn't even love me when I got home. You know, she wouldn't hug me or anything. Um, We don't know why, but he reaches down in the midst of this. and, And we come to him kind of hat in hand. We come to him because we know we're guilty we know we've been out wallowing with the hogs we know we are dirty we know that there's nothing can cleanse our soul so we come to him in mercy I have trusted in thy mercy but we come to him with hoping and praying for his mercy that he's going to you know we're going to trust in his mercy but that's all we know. We have not met him at this point. We don't even know the possibility of what's out there. We just know that we're dirty, and we need some lye soap. So we come to him. The moment we come to him, the moment we ask him into our lives, we realize that we have stepped beyond mercy and have stepped in salvation. I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't even want to try to explain it. But we went from a muddy hog to a show place hog. Instantly. W- w- everything about us changed instantly. We found out that it wasn't mercy we were after. It was salvation. It, it was born again it was a complete separate thing it was so much better than mercy we couldn't even comprehend it i mean instantly we went from dirt to, to light we went from the darkest place in our lives to light continuously and our hearts rejoices and it says um, my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation Something happened. We had such joy running around us. We had such hope running around us. We had such things running around us and inside of us and in an instant, we realized we had stepped from mercy to salvation. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? And then, even though we didn't understand much about the blood of Christ, even though we didn't, maybe not even known very much Christian things. The lesson of this verse, falls in this, where we're going to spend most of the time. And it says, verse 6 I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dwelt bountifully with me. In that instant, we went from a sinner to a saint. In that instant, we went from a lost person to a saved person. In that instant, we went from an enemy of God to being a child of God. In that instant, everything changed. We may not remember much about it, but one of the things that happened instantly was you had the Holy Spirit come inside of you. Okay? No going back. Something happened. God dramatically entered your life at that time. Now, that's cool. We have God inside of us. He leads us. He guides us. He helps us. We have God inside of us. He's a counselor, He's a guide. We have God inside of us for the rest of our lives. Doesn't matter how dark the nights get, doesn't matter how dark the nights get, we still have God inside of us. It doesn't even matter what's going on right or going wrong in our lives. At that point, God entered our lives. And we have a relationship with God Almighty. We, we have a relationship with God who created the heavens and the earth. We have a relationship with God. That's one way He dwelt bound to flee with us. Look at some other ways. The moment that I ask Jesus into my life, I have an eternal home. The moment I ask Jesus into my life, I have a mansion. Not just like any old mansion. I mean, every the best house down here would look like a lean-to to a hog shed, what's up there. You can take the prettiest, most wonderful home, and it ain't nothing compared to what's in heaven. Like my dad used to say, it's a lean to to a hog shed. Okay? We go to a place where the streets are gold. We go to a place where there's never night. We go to a place where God's presence is always there. We go to a place that He has handcrafted and prepared just for you. Your house, your mansion, will have everything in it that you ever desired. He designed it for you, knowing your personality and what you needed and what you wanted. I mean, it's gonna be a house that will knock your socks clean off. Me and Kim sometimes have a hard time decorating our house. I'll tell you about that. I have animal hides and antlers (laughs) antlers and <laughs> all kinds of hunting paraphernalia that i want to hang in the house and kim goes nope i had a friend of mine one time he came him and his son came for thanksgiving and they knew me from camping and they'd seen all my animal hides and all this kind of stuff they came to our house and they had thanksgiving with us and he called me the next day and said roland i would have never thought that was your house <laughs> he said there ain't one piece of dead animal anywhere in there." <laughs> He, he said, "I was so surprised." He said, "Knowing you, I was expecting buffalo hides hanging on the wall, and Indian drums and masks hanging all over the place, and bows and arrows and guns." And he, he said, "There wasn't none of that." I said, "That's because this is Kim's house, <laughs> and, and we do it the way Kim wants to. Because if Kim's happy, I'll be happy." Okay, yeah, you know, you know the old saying, "Happy wife, happy life." Yeah, you want to keep her kind uh, of happy. The thing is that the mansion he has prepared for you fits you perfectly, okay? I I don't, don't ask me to explain that. I I don't know how to explain it. I I can imagine that the floor probably has, I don't know, roses in it. So when you walk by, it makes you smell like rose. I don't know. I know there's no air freshers. I know that it's the most perfect place you've ever seen. It's the most perfect place that you can imagine. All I know is the moment that I asked Jesus into my life, I had access to my mansion. The moment that I asked Jesus into my life, he wrote my name in the book of life. Now, there's an amazing thing about the book of life. Moses talks about it. Moses talks about that Basically, in a verse, and he asked God to reunite his name in the book of life. And what I think happens is this when we're all born, all of our names are in the book. But the moment we sin, it's taken out. It's not written in blood, it's written in pencil. And the moment we sin, it's erased. But the moment we ask Jesus Christ into our lives, He takes our name and writes it in blood because we are the redeemed. Our name is written in a book that cannot be destroyed, removed, or anything. We are in the book of life. What does that mean? That means when I die, doesn't matter what has happened since I asked Jesus Christ in my life, my sins have been paid for in full, by the blood of the Lamb. My sins have been totally taken care of, past, present, and future sins. It's not the only thing that changes. The moment that I accepted Christ, I had all of these promises of God opened up to me. Have you ever thought about that? As we grow as Christians, we learn more and more about the promises of God, but the moment we were saved, they were all available to us. God didn't hold back anything. He said, "Boy, you're saved. Here you go. Here's all the promises." Well, He knew better than to dump, on that, dump me on that all the time because I'd have been so confused and so lost. It'd have been like trying to get a water get a water drink out of a faucet hole. Fire hydrant. I'm sorry. Okay. But God has gave us access to all the promises. All of them. I don't know how many promises you've claimed in your lifetime. But in an instant, you have access to all of them. Come in. We get washed. We get cleansed. And in an instant, we understand the boundfulness of God and how good God is. We, we understand we start to understand that this is bigger than I thought it was. We start to understand how big it actually is. We start to understand that our lives will be dramatically changed from this point on. And it happened in just an instant. I mean, it happened quicker than you can snap your fingers. I was lost and now I'm fine. I was blind but now I see. It happens so quick. Now, it's an ongoing process. Because we accept Christ and because it has happened in an instant, we get to grow and learn more about Him every day. When I was first saved, I probably did not fully understand the boundfulness of God. Let's be honest. You had just experienced a brand new thing. You were lost. You were dirty. Boom! You're clean. And all of these things have now opened up to you. All of them. You now have the capabilities of having God guide you. Walk with you day by day. You now have the capabilities of God. Show you you His love. You may have been unloved and unwanted, but you now have a lifetime friend who will never forsake you, never leave you, never abandon you. You now have a a confidant that you can go talk to about anything. You now have the relationship. With a loving father. You now have something that you cannot explain, that you cannot shake, and that you don't want to get rid of. Okay? And it happened what? In an instant. In an instant. I look back at an instant of my life, and to be very honest with you, I did not realize what it meant. I knew I was lost. I knew I was a sinner. And I knew I better count on the mercies of God. Not realizing all the things that He had laid out for me. All of them. Every one of them. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dwelt boundlessly with me." Have y'all ever just up and saying, You ought to come to church just as happy. Well, let's put it this way. You ought to come to a church with a smile on your face like a hog looking at a wave bucket. on a slot bucket. You ought to come expecting God to bless you. You ought to come Just full of joy and abundance. You ought to come, no matter what's going on in your life, as excited as you can be about a kid going to the circus. Um, Side story. I'd never been to a circus as a child. And one of the things that Kim had blessed me with one day was she gave me circus tickets. She bought tickets so I could go to the circus with her. Whoo, that was a day, I guarantee you. Never been. It was wonderful. And I still remember the excitement of going that day, even though I was a a grown man at the time. And the joy of looking at that. That joy is nothing compared to the joy we need to have when we come to church. That joy ain't nothing compared to what God has done for us. I will sing unto the Lord because he has dwelt bountifully with me. I will be happy. I will be joyful. I will be thankful for what God has done for me. I will spend the rest of my life not regretting that instance. I will spend the rest of my life knowing that because of a decision that I made, when I was five that my life will be forever changed. Now, let's be honest about it. Sometimes we still get depressed. Sometimes we still find ourselves in very dark places. Sometimes we find ourselves regretting maybe some decisions we've made. But we will never find ourselves regretting the moment of our salvation. It doesn't happen that we can't shake it we can't lose we don't want to lose it and we'll never regret it okay and the older we get and the longer we walk with God the more that moment means to us it does it does there have been times in my life that I would have given up and quit if it had not been for that moment of salvation there would have been times that I would have just thrown up my hands and said, it's not worth it. Except for what? That moment of salvation. In an instant, in a heartbeat, everything in your life can change. doesn't take long. Simple prayer. Lord, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. In that moment, in that instant, it all changes. Changes quicker than you can blink an eye. I want y'all to think back, maybe, to your salvational experience. When it happened, did you walk away feeling better? Did you walk away feeling clean? Didn't you walk away feeling forgiven? and love, maybe for the first time in your life. Maybe you, you, you experience your salvation and you walk away going, Ooh, oh, that was good. Maybe you walked away not ever wanting that feeling to go away. Maybe you walked away feeling 10 foot tall and bulletproof. I don't know. I just know for me, that moment changed my life that moment gave me a friend now this is going to be kind of hard to explain my dad was in the army because he was in the army we're moving every 18 months and because we were moving every 18 months i never really had a best friend except for jesus My, my mother used to say that i was a well she's called me a strange child on several occasions but uh I took my ball and glove out one day and she said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go play catch with my best friend. She said, there's nobody out there. I said, oh yeah, there is. It's Jesus. I throw the ball up and he throws it right back. I had such an experience in my salvation that I saw him as my best friend for the rest of my life. I used to do plumbing over at Southwestern Seminary. And I, I worked by myself. Most of the other guys worked in teams. I got to be the one that worked by myself because my boss knew I could figure things out. <laughs> and he would send me to, well, one time he sent me to fix a sink. Um, the sink's a hundred years old. The faucet on the sink is a hundred years old and it was leaking. The new guys wanted to pull out the sink and pull out the faucet and put all new stuff in. Boss sent me over there and said, "Well, and see what you can do. I got to looking at it and I realized the gaskets in it weren't rubber, they were leather. So I pulled it out, I cut a leather piece, I put it in there and I fixed the leak. I fixed a hundred year old fossil. Back to the story. I would come in at the end of the day and the Lord, and my boss would say, how was it? I said, boy we had a good time today. He said, what do you mean we had a good time? Who was with you? Jesus. Me and him had a great time today. He watched over me today. He was with me today. And we shared and we talked as we fixed faucets and other things. See, in that moment, in that instant, we have a friend who will never, never leave us. Now, what happens in most of our cases, we get saved and we kind of forget all of the boundfulness we forget the relationship we don't actually open up and walk with it it doesn't mean it's not there it just means that we've made a choice not to be open to it. we have been dealt with so boundfully but I hope today that when you go home, that you remember the point of your salvation. I hope today that when you go home, you remember that you have a relationship with God Almighty. I hope today that when you go home, you think back of how good He was to you and what He's done for you. And I hope that when you go home today, you open up and you sing because of what He's done for you, that you walk with joy that you walk with abundance because what has God done for you? See, it doesn't matter whether you sound good or not. It doesn't matter whether you can carry a tune in a bucket. What matters is that you just open up and tell him thank you. Tell him, Lord, I am so grateful for what you've done. (laughs) I am so blessed for what you've done. I am in awe of what you've done. He has dwelt so bountifully with me. I came in looking for mercy. I walked away with benefits. More benefits than I could shake with. Have you ever gone to your mother or dad knowing you've done something wrong and you go in and you confess it And your mother says, Oh, that's all right here, have a chocolate chip cookie. That's what happened. We came in with our sins, with our dirt, with our filth, with our unconfessed sins. And we gave them to Jesus. And he says, Huh, look at all the other stuff I got for you. I got more stuff than you can imagine. I got more stuff than you can carry home in a wagon. Welcome aboard. He has dwelt what? Bountifully with us. Bountifully with us. Well, let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll see where...